0: This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network.
1: Welcome to Episode 29 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Andy. I'm your co-host, Eddie.
0: I'm your co-host, Pat.
1: Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries right here on Paranormal Dads.
0: So recent sightings, Dateline, Montana. Ooh. Breaking news. You know it's getting serious right now.
1: (laughs) I'm already laughing just because I know what the story is. Get your muskets. (laughs) No (laughs)
0: offense to any of our Montana listeners. We love Montana. Beautiful country. My goodness gracious.
2: I've actually only clipped into a little bit for some work stuff and then clipped right back out, but it was gorgeous.
0: But uh, a Montana man who was out target shooting became a target himself when another shooter unloaded a barrage of gunfire at him, mistaking him for none other than Bigfoot.
2: Man, see, if I had a nickel for every time that happens <laughs> to me <laughs> when I'm hunting and then I then in turn become the hunted. It happens every time Eddie runs out of razors, <laughs>
1: so there must be some sort of correlation there.
2: <laughs> well, the problem is I go looking for razors in the forest. That's my fir- I am really the creator of my own troubles. They're
0: usually kind of rusty once you find them there, though.
2: Exactly. That's <laughs> the only kind I know how to use.
0: <laughs> so this 27-year-old shooter told authorities that he was putting up targets outside of Helena. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, Helena? 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 Helena, Helena, Helena. Helena. Yeah. Helena. And when bullets started flying towards him, <laughs> one round came within three feet of the victim. We shouldn't be laughing. And another whiz by even closer, uh, he told pol- police. The man said he ran behind ne- some nearby trees for cover and eventually confronted the shooter who was driving, <laughs> I love how this is a fact, a Ford F-150 pickup.
2: Ooh. <laughs> the most notorious of all pickups. <laughs> well, what the reason why I laugh is because of the 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 scene from the jerk popped into my head about the cans. Or like, yeah. he hates these cans. He hates these cans. He hates <laughs> these targets. He tries to hide. Oh so, man!
0: So 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 the shooter told him, "I thought you were Bigfoot," <laughs> and he says, "You know, I don't I don't take target practice." But if I think I see something that looks like Bigfoot, I shoot at it. Ooh, well. <laughs> and so he advised the young man, next time wear an orange vest when you go out, so I don't mistake you for Bigfoot.
2: So it's not my fault, it's No, your it's fault. your fault. See, that victim shaming is, again, with a thing that I'm sick of this. You know, he <laughs> started blaming the guy. Now, you know,
0: apparently there there's something, of, something questionable about this report because apparently the victim has spoken to police before uh, of, of similar type things where his story never really panned out right? yeah um, but but at the same time a local media reported that uh, a woman said she had a similar experience when she was shot at by a man with an f-150 as well
2: well I mean it's probably fair to say <laughs> it's a pretty popular truck yeah
1: it's like a scene out of Mad Max he just <laughs> drives around trying to shoot people and
2: what? I, I thought he was Bigfoot. The way that article read, I thought that it was like... <laughs> I thought it was a joke. Like the man thought he was being shot at by Bigfoot. Oh, <laughs> <Like a, laughs> Bullets start going, <laughs> oh,
1: God darn it, it's Bigfoot, shooting <laughs> at me again. Go. Harry gotta, and the got... Hendersons, and he's pissed. <laughs> he's got a gun.
2: <laughs> Harry in the Hendersons, too. <laughs> Dirty Harry. <laughs>
0: but if you are one of our listeners in Montana, rest at ease that the police chief does not believe the public... At large is in danger because of uh, people shooting Bigfoot. It says it's an isolated geographic area, isolated incident. Go ahead and keep squashing. You're, you're people.
2: okay. You know, I, you know, Montana's full of these small towns too. Wouldn't you hate to be known as the guy that just takes shot, takes, starts popping off bullets at whatever he sees that he thinks is
1: Bigfoot? Hey,
0: if you, if I think you're Bigfoot, I'm going to shoot you.
2: If I see your dog in the woods, I think it's Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> be.
1: Now I'm not a hunter, but I've heard that there's a general rule of thumb by hunters that you don't shoot at something if you don't know what it is. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes.
0: That's that's your uh, firearms training lesson for the day, kids.
1: Generally, the f- yeah, <laughs>
2: safety first.
1: <laughs> you know, I've always thought about getting one of those, and they sell them, you know, on the outskirts of Omaha you know, giant seven-foot-tall metal silhouette cut out of Bigfoot, and I kind of want to put it in my backyard, which backs up to a nature preserve. And there's a walking path, so a lot of people, you know, going by. But then again, after hearing a story like this, I I almost don't want to in case some – Jack wagon out there I don't want my house To be you know Barrage of gunfire This is
0: Bigfoot Puts one right into Your bedroom
1: window Right Lodges well, right in my Recliner right next To my head What I thought You were the Big Fairly Shale? He's like He's like If you're not Bigfoot Move
2: <laughs> Bang <laughs> Jeez. That's how that Would go down You should get one And then we could All take bets On when it gets Shot <laughs> yeah, oh, but I do want one of those
1: though. You know what's really creepy is those 3D ones. That's that they're made of wood. And there's one I've seen those for those who are local. If you, it's on like on the way to right off the interstate on the way to Fort Calhoun. And, and it's about six foot tall and it's like three-dimensional and everything but it's wood and it looks like sasquatch just kinda of walking. Kind of walking and first time i ever saw it my heart did skip a beat because yeah. it looks it looks real yeah so.
2: that's almost shame on them at that point like when you yeah. put a yeah. 3d real bigfoot yeah. in your yard then if it gets an arrow in it maybe you, maybe you had that coming i don't know they
1: call the local sheriff i don't know we got a bunch of ford f-150s keep driving by my property <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's like a Ford F one hundred and fifty.
1: Yuck! 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 <laughs> oh
2: my gosh!
0: But did you know, in Montana, uh, the BFRO reports the Bigfoot Re- Researchers Organization, there have been forty six sightings in Montana since nineteen seventy eight. I mean, that doesn't
2: really? surprise yeah. me. It's a very you know squatchy so, quote unquote area. It's a I mean, squatchy it's, place. Yeah,
1: it's wow. crazy. Yeah, but it's also kind of surprise. Surprise. I mean, it's it's really there's not a lot of population there. It's a yeah. lot of kind of open wilderness, but not that many trees uh, compared you to like think. Idaho and the Pacific Northwest. But I mean, maybe it is kind of a lesser-known Bigfoot hotspot. So yeah, well, that's crazy. Thanks for rounding up that story. <laughs> so crazy. Go. Gosh.
2: So fun. <laughs> it's time for pop culture. And the
3: paranormal.
2: All right, pop culture and the paranormal. Uh, this was something I came across over the holiday break. Uh, I like, I hope a lot of you listening and all of us at the table got a good kind of recharge over the holidays, got to kind of rest and relax and sure. all that stuff. Well, I. Made it a point to try to like watch a whole bunch of fun stuff. And one of the things that came across my radar was on Netflix. It's still on Netflix in case any of you are hoping to find some fun stuff. It is a movie, full-length movie called Pottersville. And no, it's not about a town themed solely after Harry Potter. It's just, yeah, <laughs> it probably exists somewhere, though. probably does. Yeah. Nothing um, to do with
0: Sherman T. Potter? <laughs> exactly. like MASH?
2: No, nothing with MASH either. Um, <laughs> but uh, it is a town. It's a fictional town. Um, I do forget this is the state in which it's in. Welcome to Paranormal Dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just a small kind of rural town, and they're known for being like a little, you know, fun escape, like bed-and-breakfast-y style place. But the tourist industry is starting to kind of go down a little bit for whatever reason. And... Um, I don't want to give away the entire plot but the long and short of it is there is a bigfoot sighting in the town and it sets the town ablaze <laughs> and and this great like cryptid researcher comes in he's like, he's a complete character trying to come and like find the sasquatch is it the kind that like puts the hair to his tongue and puts his finger <laughs> in here. <laughs> well, I kind of like that. Way. Yeah, exactly. But when the cameras quit rolling, he's a complete like jerk to everybody. Oh, yeah, it's so yeah. funny. Gotcha. Like he's just like a so oh, so nice. the so the whole point behind this, it's all centered around the st- of the town general store owner and his experience with this with this creature and what happens with it. And comedy and hilarity ensues. Huh. But it's a very fun, um, you know. And it doesn't go terribly deep, and it doesn't do a lot of. It just has fun with the whole like Sasquatch story. One of the things that I did. Kind Kind of watch I took kind of some amusement uh, from it was that uh, they did have some intense Bigfoot uh, enthusiasts like flock to the town yeah. and like set up camp and they were like living in hotels and they were like coming down and like did he do this and they were asking like specific yeah. like super yeah. Sasquatchy like <laughs> deep questions and we've met some of these people and we've met <laughs> and hung out and camped with some of these yes. people. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> it, from our experience, it was like yeah, spot on and really. it was super fun. Um, but it was just neat to see, you know, a lot of this paranormal stuff uh, is done with a, a tone of like seriousness. And, and, it is, and it is serious on some levels, but on the, it's also fun to have fun with it, too. And this, so the story totally has fun with it. Pottersville. Pottersville. It's it's uh, It was, like, recommended under, like, holiday and stuff. And I think there's kind of a Christmassy feel to it, but it's very much more of a paranormal. Yeah. I, I would say a paranormal comedy more than anything else. Is it kid-appropriate? Cool. Totally kid-appropriate. Okay. There is some references. It's the classic thing, like, when you were a kid and you were watching something and they make a reference that you know is outside of your wheelhouse. Yeah. There's a couple of those things. Yeah.
1: But nothing that's completely out, of, out, out to lunch. It's funny how that works. I recently watched uh, that Tom Hanks movie, Big in yes. the late eighties, I think it was. <laughs> yes. And I remember as a kid not remember not understanding some of the jokes and I watched it as an adult and I just chuckled as I go, like, oh, I get oh. it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same <laughs> you know, with that one. Yeah. There was stuff that went over your head and later on you're like, Whoa <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Of course Harry and the Henderson's always one of the status quo as far as you know bigfoot movies but it's good to know they're cranking out new ones
2: yeah no this is fun there's a little twist to it i don't want to ruin it but uh definitely it's uh it's fun to see like the like i said the the paranormal kind of be had fun with too um interesting fun fact the man who played general zod in the man of steel most recent not most recent but one of the more recent so
0: we're not talking the christmas christopher reed no base. this okay. is the
2: one the the superman movie featuring henry C- cavill um the man that played zod in that was the lead character in this and apparently directed it as well hmm. so there you go i think his name oh michael something or other anyway super fun um and uh like i said it's kind of fun with netflix once you watch one thing how it recommends other things yeah like because you watched Pottersville, right. you might like and it was still all this other like paranormal stuff and I was like, I, yes i did
0: start watching uh i think it was, it's either netflix or amazon prime has the uh bobcat Goldthwaite bigfoot movie yes i started watching that and, is
2: that the something hollow so oh, yeah what's it what's it called i'm um, Sorry. I'd, I'd have to look. Yeah. I
0: can't think of the name of it. But.
2: He only did one Bigfoot movie. And that's, yeah. That's the one. And,
0: and it was. I was getting scared. Yeah. <laughs> and and I haven't revisited it. I haven't gone back to see how it ends.
2: Then, and, but, and it's uh, done as a scary movie. There, there's no. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, I just haven't been brave enough to go back. I heard it's so good, though. I haven't even. Is, is, I don't know. Is scary movies Amazon? aren't really my thing anyway. You know, yeah. I don't really get into them. But, uh, I, you know, I started watching it and it just. It kind of took this this turn that I'm like I don't I don't even know if I want to go down that hole, you know. It
2: didn't. It wasn't as crazy as uh, the creature from Black Lake, was it? <laughs>
0: it wasn't that fun, you know. Oh. I, I like, yeah, I'm more like movies that you can kind of chuckle with and, and have fun with. This was not that, no. <laughs> oh,
1: darn it, we got to watch that with Eddie sometime. But. See, my yeah. problem with Netflix is you spend two hours finding a movie that's only an hour and a half long. Right. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right? There's just too many good things to choose from, basically. Yeah.
0: Uh, last night, as a matter of fact, uh, my wife and I and my daughter sat down and watched *Close Encounters of the Third Kind* oh. because she, she, my daughter had never seen it, and and oh, she was, she was taken by especially the music. Yes, and then. <laughs> she, they got to the credits and she says, John Williams, oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean,
3: yeah.
2: That <laughs> but, movie came out almost the exact same time I was born. Yeah, In it was 70, 78, 77, seven,
0: yeah. seven, 78.
2: Because yeah. the, the 40th anniversary of Close Encounters was also my around the same pocket as my 40th birthday. Ah, such so a good movie. Such a great, great
0: movie. One. If you've never seen Close Encounters, of mm-hmm. third kind. Go watch it. It's on Netflix. Go see it
1: now. It'll make you want to visit Devil's Tower. and Oh, yeah. uh, Wyoming. Wyoming. Wyoming, Wyoming.
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. So So there's a couple movies for you right there. A couple movies. (laughs) I'm just
1: going to throw another one in the mix while we're doing just movies in general, apparently. But, um, Eddie, did I tell you that that uh, Bob Lazar documentary you you recommended? I did buy it and watch it on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Bob Lazar—the story kind of broke in the early to mid '90s. Guy named Bob Lazar uh, claimed to have been an employee at the famous Area 51, and what was kind of a unique case of this is he was like intentionally blowing the whistle on Area 51 um, and making himself so public that if anything happened, happened to, to him, him, he would know that it was the government that right. did it. Right. Yeah. And but you know he passed all polygraph detectors lie detectors I think he did 4 it wasn't just like i five. worked at area 51 it was like here's how the facility is laid out here's what i did here's what i made here's, here's, what, what, they I yeah. here's what i saw here's what they served in the cafeteria on tuesdays yep. and yeah. i mean it's so the documentary is kind of like a follow up of him and what he's been up to in recent years and it was top notch It was just a really well done uh, flick and very believable, in my opinion. You get to the end of that documentary, and I don't want to spoil anything, but he sits down and sketches out a very detailed picture of the craft that he was working on building and taking apart at Area 51, and just doesn't even flinch. I mean, it's just so factual. Yeah. He's like, this is what this part did. This was an anti-gravity, blah, blah, blah. And he's he's talking about it just like it's how a toaster works. Yeah. Like Just honest and yeah. straightforward as can be. So. Um, that's a good one I think it's literally called Bob Lazar uh area 51 do. and UFOs yeah you know? okay. so that's and it costs five dollars it's like 499 on Amazon Prime yeah I it's it a documentary is. yeah documentary I mean, it's yeah. so good yeah and they show like they kind of give
2: you a little bit of a background on him as a person and how he would have even gotten to work at this place. And they showed him in, like, middle school or early high school. He was building, like, rocket bikes in his front yard. <laughs> yeah. It had, like, a bike with, like, a rocket engine on the back of it. Kid
0: version of Evil Knievel's Sky Cycle, yeah.
2: And his mom was even like, yeah, we heard an explosion one time in the front yard. And he was trying to make the lawnmower have rockets or something. Like he, So he'd been doing – he'd been messing with rockets. Wow. So like since he was a kid. And so this guy is just on the next, he's on that, you know, Very that smart. next level of intelligence with people. So yeah, well,
1: great show. The thing that makes it most believable for me is he's, he's not an attention seeking kind of character due to the, uh, fame that he acquired in the, in the mid nineties when all these, you know, he was invited on all, all sorts of main TV programs like 2020 Dateline, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And if he wanted to, he could be touring the world right now yeah. giving lectures about his experiences. And instead, he stays at home and he runs a, like, from-home business having to do with, like, chemistry and chemicals. And, like, the, he, he helps make um, fireworks and stuff or yeah. for pyro shows. And so he just wants to be left alone and live his life. and. Right. Uh, just a very believable could be character.
0: A, could be a wise choice, to know. Gonna say, <laughs> you don't want to rock the boat too much, you know. You know he,
2: yeah, very interesting, dude. You know, just leave yeah. me alone. Let me, make, <laughs> let me make chemicals and go to, you know. Just, <laughs> That's right. But yeah, very interesting story. So hey, three three movies to pick from <laughs> now. Do it. Watch them all.
1: There you go. There's your pop culture segment, everybody.
3: And now it's time for the main mystery.
1: <laughs> All right, main mystery today, I rounded up a real creepy one. Creepy so, D B. Hold on to your Superman hat, Eddie. Oh, <laughs> hold on. The Jersey Devil. Oh,
2: I man. lost it anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, many people know there is a professional hockey team uh, in the NHL called the Jersey Devils.
0: Devils, Devils. <laughs> I'm thinking putty from Seinfeld. There you <laughs> go
1: awesome great episode but what most people might not know unless you're from uh the southern part of jersey is that that mascot was based on a urban legend um and as as the story goes there's an origin story uh, that may or may not come from a kernel of truth um but i'll kind of backtrack and i'll I'll tell you how this uh folktale began and then i'll share with you some recent sightings that uh, depending on your opinion May or may not lend credibility to the story So keep an open mind on this one But it all begins in uh, Cue the spooky music Cue <laughs> the spooky music So it all started in uh, Leeds Point, New Jersey uh, Back in 1735 Ooh, So we got an oldie here for crusty you Crusty oldies And by the way, a lot of this info Is actually coming from a, a book I would highly recommend called uh, Unexplained And it's by Jerome Clark And uh, kind of a hodgepodge of uh, creepy, paranormal, uh, cryptozoology, UFOs kind of subject matter. It's a big book, too. It's a huge book. You could – I mean – Yeah. It's not just a doorstop. I mean there's a lot of content (laughs) in here. Yeah. But um, so – Oh, interesting. I just put two, something together. So the story begins in Leeds Point, and it begins uh, with a lady known as Mrs. Leeds. So that's kind of generic. I don't know. Right? She
2: lived in that? Yeah. Uh, maybe she know. Yeah.
1: That's like, you know. She uh, was the woman that was named after her. Mr. Smith from one, yeah. Smithville. Place yeah. You know? so, from Plycington. <laughs> <Blycington>. uh. <laughs> um So Mrs. Leeds. Um, She learned that she was pregnant for the 13th time. 13th time. That's a lot. And I guess due to her frustration, she said, uh, this child must be the devil. And as the legend goes, it actually was.
2: Now, if there's anything to learn from this right here, (laughs) you know, not to tell anyone how to live, but if you get pregnant and you find out that you're having a baby, don't say the baby's the devil.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, 13, unlucky number 13. I know,
2: but come on.
1: But apparently, when this uh, offspring was born, it had uh, bat's wings, the head of a horse, uh, cloven hooves, a tail, and uh, it flew off, as the story goes, into a remote part of the Pine Barrens in the south side of Jersey. And, you know, I've heard this story many Actually, times it before. A- that it, something about just the, the term pine barrens, it just sounds scary.
0: Yeah. Now that's something you don't see every day. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just
1: Im- imagine like a foggy, dark, uh, you know, forest where a lot of the foliage is missing and it just sounds eerie. So the, the pine barrens. S- the
2: story reads how, like, born, and then as soon as it's born, it flies It flies off. away. And I'm like. Like, well, redneck doctor being like, "Man, that's unique. That must be a fully grown devil. Takes a couple of days for them to fly off in the woods like that. It's Two like a, seconds old, flew away.
1: It's like a horse or giraffe just hits the ground running. Just you know, just happen. takes off. There's no wobbly leg period. No. There's none
2: of that baby deer stuff going it's just on. Like, like, I'm
1: out. It's boom. Like Son of Dracula just flies off. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Just that's tears off thing. into the pine barrens. Like he's late for a hot date. So,
2: Is it a boy or a girl? It's a bat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's all fun and games till you start hearing some, some of these creepy reports of it. Ugh, it's nice. actually first known as the Leeds Devil for obvious reasons. And then as time progressed, it became known as the Jersey Devil. But 100 people in 30 different towns claim to have seen the thing uh, as it rampaged through eastern Pennsylvania and southern New Jersey, the first uh, sighting... Uh, actually, took place at 2 o'clock in the morning on Sunday, January 17th of 1909. So fast forward, you know. Like 100-something, yeah. Right. But th- what's weird is the legend uh, was maintained for that many years. Right. You know, 150 years later. So when Bristol, Pennsylvania postmaster E.W. Minister saw a glowing monster flying over the Delaware River... Uh, that that was the first official sighting, and he said that it had a ram-like head with curled horns and stayed aloft with long, thin wings, almost like a bat. He said it had short legs, uh, the rear ones were longer than the front ones, and it emitted cries that sounded like a combination of a squawk and a whistle. And two other men, one was a police officer who uh, shot at it, and uh, also observed the creature. That's, that's Did he have an F-150? <laughs> Did he happen to drive?
2: <laughs>
1: Shoot first. <laughs> Ask devils later. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> uh, so on the 18th, uh, so just the very next day, uh, policemen at, at Burlington, New Jersey, uh, spotted a flying quote-unquote walk. With glowing eyes. I want to go back to a time
2: when we use that word all the time. (laughs) It's like Alice in Wonderland, like Jabberwock.
1: Exactly. Glowing eyes, apparently. And as soon as uh, residents of neighboring towns were finding mysterious black tracks in the snow, and so it was seen at 6 o'clock the following morning in Burlington, where it was um, prowling through an alley, apparently. The witness, uh, Mrs. Michael Ryan, said it had long, bird like legs, a horse's head, and short wings. A day or two later, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, Mrs. Davis A. White said she encountered it in her backyard in Philadelphia. And This time, it had alligator skin and breathed fire from its mouth, and her screams alerted her husband, who dashed outside and chased the devil to 16th Street, where shortly thereafter, a trolley car nearly hit it. So that evening, at Salem, New Jersey, a police officer spotted a devil bird, quote-unquote, with one foot like a horse's and the other one's like a mule. Now I'm gonna stop here and say for us city folk, what would be the difference between a horse's foot and a mule's foot? Pretty much the same thing, yeah, I would much, think. Yeah, I, that seems really odd. It like is. For, it is odd. I don't know. It is odd. Um, but it, I mean, it, back in the day,
0: you've got a lot more expo, exposure exposure to horses and mules, and that, that, well, that'd you, be like, like us probably telling know the, the difference.
1: Like if, us telling the difference between a modern-day Ford F-150 and F-250, yeah. where back in the day <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't wouldn't matter, I suppose. So but, you're saying
2: the front legs were different than the back? Is that what he's saying? Well, in
1: this case, the right one, one was different than the left. Oh, um, man. <laughs> Poor Jersey and, Devil
2: needs a special shoe.
1: <laughs> it had a horn on its head and, and an ostrich tail and was 11, 11 feet long. Not 10, but 11, as reported. And, and it, it goes on and on. My point is right around this time period... Like that um, sounds obnoxious the, it, it, yeah. it, it's almost like a chupacabra where the the characteristics physically of this thing just run the gamut kind um, of yeah. yeah you know um although it's winged every time it's winged as okay. wings yeah. uh, kind of horse head kind of deal but several hours um later uh daniel flynn of laperville pennsylvania observed the devil as it ran At a brisk uh, pace along the Chester Pike towards Chester, it was six feet high, he said, and had skin like an alligator's. The next morning, Mary Serbinski of Camden, New Jersey, ran outside after she heard her dog screaming, and a huge creature rose up from the ground and took flight. It had taken, uh, Mrs. Serbinski uh, reported, it took a chunk out of her pet, allegedly, whatever it was. Uh, That's the worst Gotta hate that. Chunk. I mean, that'll <laughs> yeah. that'll ruin your Tuesday yeah. when uh, the family lab gets Sparky a Sparky
0: gets a yeah. chunk. chunk
1: out of him. Yeah, Jersey Devil. Uh, newspapers and zoos uh, were offering rewards for anybody who could capture this I'm thing. I'm Sure, they were. Um, and it was known as the Devil Scare of 1909. All these insta- all these uh, reports, <laughs> uh, people's testimony. Uh, I mean, yeah. You know what's really weird is. People seeing this thing take off from the ground and fly through the air. There's not many birds in the world that are big that fly. Right. Ostrich can't fly. No. Um, Flamingo can, but you you don't have flamingos. They Uh, don't
2: get up in the air. They get kind of like,
1: they kind of skim. They don't see like flamingos up above the clouds. I mean, you have Peacocks
0: can fly, but you don't see it very often.
1: Right. You have cranes and herons. I mean, surely in Jersey, you'd have cranes and herons, but. You wouldn't mistake a crane of having the head of a horse. He saw horns. (laughs) Horns. (laughs) That's crazy. Like, what in the world's going on here? So as a little uh, addition, you know, I found a kind of related uh, article on uh, paranormalinvestigating.com, a little article written by Sarah May Smith-Reed. And this is um, 1855. So just you know, six years before this, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So just a few years before all those stories that I just mentioned, uh, not near Jersey, but it's devil, a devil like story. That's pretty darn similar. This actually was in Devon, England. So across the pond. And, um, so there was a trail of, uh, footprints found in the snow, um, kind of just hooved footprints. So think of like a horseshoe. So mule like horse, like what have you. Um, and they spanned a hundred miles. Uh, experts who, who looked at these tracks in Devon, England, said that it looked uh, bipedal rather than a quadruped, hmm. meaning something was walking on two feet, two hoofed two hoofs, two, two hoofed feet. Hundred miles. I mean, from town to town, from pasture to pasture, uh, the the they strain, were able
0: to track it that far.
1: Yeah, they were able to track it nonstop. Just this one, uh, you know, continuous <laughs> string of footprints. The weirdest thing, and here's here's what'll give you goosebumps, when the tracks would you know go up to somebody's doorstep and they would stop, and then they'd find the hoof prints continuing on the roof of the house until it got to the other side of the house, and then they'd find the footprints on the ground again. It did the same thing through barns, you know, over buildings, um, frozen ponds, whatnot, <laughs> and the, the people who looked Crazy. at it
0: thing is how do you find that? Because well I suppose you track it up at the front of the house. Yeah. Then they must search all the way around. Oh here they are. But they don't walk around. What's up what's up on the ladder and
1: get on the roof. But multiple roofs uh, they they found the same tracks. What? it's almost like the creature had a pair of wings, you know, almost like a peacock, you know, could kind of flutter up to the Mm -hmm. roof and keep walking. But people who looked at it, they were there were people who were familiar with horse you know, footprints and, and horseshoes and things like that. They said it almost looked like the hooves were hot and they almost, like, burned through the snow right down to the grass below. They said it, it looked like sear marks almost the like snow. So they were very crisp. Um, and uh, 100 continuous miles. So what was it? Um, may never know. Uh, you know, back in, in that time, you know, what did I say, 1855, so it's not like you had your camera handy. No. Um but so there's no known photographs of it but a, a couple of local artists um drew uh w- you know the most accurate uh pictures right. you know representing the the data that they could find and people were unnerved i mean rightly so uh the local churches were having prayer circles and prayer change hmm. because of this people were scared to go out at night um made the newspaper and um uh, so fast forward a little bit um, to March fifth, two thousand nine. What again in Devon? Again in like a little suburb uh, called uh, w- Wolsery, uh Devon. Uh, some some person in their backyard uh, found what they could only uh, call devil's footprints. So again, one continuous line uh, that led out into the woods and and kind of kind of disappeared. So it kind of. You know, the people who are familiar with the urban myth, that kind of reignited the curiosity. So, I mean, yes, it began in Jersey, but, you know, things like this are seen in other parts of the world as well. Um, A lot of, you know, the the one in Devon... uh, you know, skeptics and and scientific-minded people who are at a loss of what in the world right. could have walked continuously for a hundred miles, uh, you know, over top rooftops and everything. Mm-hmm. There is all sorts of uh, absurd claims. Anything from an escaped kangaroo to some people <laughs> theorize it could have been a um, helium balloon that was dangling a string below that just so happened hit the ground really every every four feet yeah. or whatever it was and. In um, the shape of hoof prints exactly yeah exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. they're reaching here nobody yeah. basically nobody knew uh, what they were I think the the hoof prints were said to be about four inches long about two inches across and the spacing wasn't that big there was just you know uh, just a couple feet between each print just about you know about the same as like a, a person would walk and uh, kind of reminds me of the mothman although it seems
0: like Mothman spends a lot more time. In the air. Yeah. You know, and this sounds like more of a terrestrial type of a being.
2: It's a bonkers looking creature. I mean, from the sketches, I mean, it looks like some weird, just like like a children's game where it's like, I got a goat head with a – but it's it's, (laughs) – You get into like demon stuff, and like whether it would be like supernatural or like an animal. I mean, I, I, I'm my gut is almost like, and, and I I'm slow to go to this point in this. I don't know if anybody listens to this show, but it it just sounds it sounds like it. If it is a thing, it sounds like it's some sort of demon.
1: Right. <laughs> some sort of demon, right? Versus um, like a known animal, like you know Sasquatch. You know, I mean, theorize. form over
2: function, right? Like, or like, fun, You know, it's, it's like all of the cryptids that we've discussed on some level kind of, like, like mechanically make sense for their environments. Like, you know, Sasquatch, and we talked about squatchy areas, and right? How, you know, and there's large mammals that already live in those areas, like bears and stuff like that. They were saying, well, they didn't even say if it can support a bear, then it can support a Sasquatch. Wasn't that one of the big? That takeaways, was, yeah, 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 I think
1: that. from the conference they we attended. Like, yeah, from
2: the food and everything else. If it can support a bear, then it can support a sasquatch, and it's like Nessie. And you go down the list of these, like you know, uh, you know, cryptids, where it, it kind of makes sense. I mean, there's a, there's ample fish, there's ample room, and there's all, all the technical stuff that would need to be there for this. These are things that seem so, and not abominable. Like, there's no function there. There's no, like, reason for it to look the way it does. It doesn't seem like any of those things in a natural environment help it. Like, after, actually, having bat wings and a horse's legs really help <laughs> with this. <laughs> well, technically speaking. <laughs> technically speaking, if you had hooves, it would be <laughs> – yeah. So it just, it yeah, just it's, screams it's demon on some level. Like, this is not a and, naturally and, occurring thing.
1: And that's why I had to bring this up because – you know, you, you hear the initial story, oh, a lady gives birth to the, birth to the devil and he flies off into the Pine Barrens. Oh, ha, ha. It's like, oh, that's ridiculous. And it is. But what the heck were people seeing, yeah. you know, in was 1855? 1730, you, know, or, 30, you said. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's when the, the story began. All but when the rampage started. All the sightings. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I got that date wrong, maybe. No, 19, no, no. 1905. 1905, yeah. yeah. I mean, what was everybody seeing? Ah. You know, mass hysteria, but could that many people completely. Best identify a crane or a, you know. What were they seeing? Like oh. the story does not make any sense.
0: So, are there any recent sightings of a Jersey Devil-like creature that you've you've heard of?
1: Well, just that one I mentioned, uh, but that wasn't really a sighting so much as just seeing footprints. Yeah. back in Devon again. I'm sure there is, Pat. I mean, if you if you dig deep enough on on the internet, you'll probably find a blog or something. Of it seems recent like Josh
0: Gates but... went out one time on Expedition Unknown or something, did. and there was a, was a Jersey Devil episode Jer- at one point. Jersey Devil.
1: Yeah. And I think you know I don't think they got it on camera, but if I remember right, I did think they hear they heard something large flapping as it was flying overhead, and they couldn't identify what kind of bird that could have been. But
2: and you're getting into a thing now that either has a breeding population, which once again, like its its shape makes no sense, right? Yeah. And and so you need either need a breeding population or this thing has a a. A naturally long lifespan, which would lend itself once again towards something deeply paranormal, not just uh, an animal we haven't identified right. yet. This is like bordering on a whole different yeah.
1: conversation. Like, yeah. demon. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's a weird one for you. Every now and again, we got to throw something out there that's so bizarre it will just make you shake your head. Yeah. Those are
2: the ones that are scary, too, because you did invoke – I think I, I you mentioned this off, off mic – that you had watched or started watching it, The Witch, the movie.
1: Yeah, I well, I found it on Netflix. Yeah, and I, I remember it, I was like, Oh yeah, that's the that's the show that that's the movie that Eddie was talking about. It, just the preview looked too scary for me because I'm kind of like you, Pat. Yeah. I, I just don't do scary movies that yeah. that well. But
2: super scary. But this it's is scary. kind of that era that you're kind of invoking, and that yeah. and that style of sto- scary. Like like we laugh it off because it seems so ridiculous. But this lady literally said like. I think I got the devil <laughs> inside me. I mean, that's scary. Yeah. When you like, like, when you lay that out for what it is, like, it sounds insane, but it also sounds deeply st- disturbing. If any s- if tiny piece of that's real, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, well, hopefully, you enjoyed that, everybody, and hopefully, it doesn't give you nightmares. And goes to show what an awesome dad I am here talking about the Jersey Devil. We with have my a very four- special guest with my four-year-old daughter on my lap. You want to say hi, Sky? We got our own little cute little devil right here. Yeah, here's a little <laughs> angel to balance oh, out There you there. go, there exactly. You go. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't leave hoof prints. she leaves uh, you know, juice, a, juice size, stains. <laughs> yeah, juice stains everywhere she goes. <laughs> Dorito orange Dorito streaks. Yeah. So, uh, well thanks for listening everybody. Uh, as always, uh, big thanks to the people at freesound.org for providing us with the music and sound effects and everything. Uh, send us uh, feedback if you want to give us reviews, all that jazz. You've you've heard it all before, but we appreciate your support. And uh, as always, uh, feel free to send us uh, suggestions for future topics for our main mystery segment. Anything else, boys?
0: I think that about covers it. Uh,
1: Also,
2: feel feel free to give us a review on your podcast listening machine of your choice, whether it's iTunes or it's um, Spotify or if it's uh, Podbean. Give us a review. It'll help us out. And also, I've mentioned this before, but we have Paranormal Dad shirts for sale. If you would like one, please message us on Facebook with the sizing and pricing information. We can talk about all that privately. <laughs> <laughs> and to say all right. patient. <laughs>
0: Thank you, everybody, for listening. Let us go in peace.
1: Devil be gone. <laughs>
3: I thought that's an alien, but I but it was an air, airplane.
0: Oh, really? And then what happened? What color was it?
3: It was red, red and blue, blue.
0: Did it do anything weird?
3: No. No, it's just the airplane. I thought it was an alien.
1: I see. Have you ever seen Bigfoot? No. Where do you think he lives?
3: I think he lives somewhere else.
1: Does he live in the woods behind our house? Um no. No.
3: He lives in the uh, he lives in the place where the place and Oh. Oh, you talking that's
1: about Mount Rushmore?
3: Um mm, yes.
1: You think that's where he's at?
3: Yeah. It's
0: pretty squatchy up there. There's
3: a
1: lot of trees that, where a Bigfoot could live.
3: Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. Why do you think Bigfoot has so much hair?
3: Because so he can keep so he it can keep it him warm when, when it's the winter time. You think so? Yeah.
1: That's why I have so much hair. That's what keeps Eddie warm too. It's yeah.
2: Scientifically proven. We doing? We doing the Maine. Doing
0: are
1: doing the
2: Maine. The main. Mistletoe Maine. Jersey
1: Devil. Here you devil.
0: <laughs> I, All just, right. I just is keep there, thinking of Putty was... from Seinfeld. Did you ever see the one where he dressed up? He was they were going to Jersey Devil hockey games, and he was face painting. And Elaine was like, she didn't want any part of her boyfriend dressing up. Yes, face painting. He kept going,
3: Devils Devil. <laughs> <laughs> what show is that?
0: Seinfeld.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's so funny.
0: Yeah.
3: Bam. Bam. Pew. Pew. Pew.
0: pew. pew.
2: Ah! <laughs> Sorry, it's like the Japanimation thing where it keeps getting yeah. worse. Yeah, <laughs> like Godzilla. Exactly. Uh, anyway, ah,
1: we have a lot of chuckles on this show. Welcome back, everybody. Bag of yucks. Here we are yucks. What does that even mean?
2: Remember back in the day when they called laughs yucks? Like Popeye? I remember I had a joke book and it said the word yuck like a Thousand yucks. That was what it was
1: called. Thousand yucks.
2: My dad only bought me books from like vaudeville era.
1: And that's why Eddie is the way he is.